0: Independent, expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong, and this is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information, all without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. This week on Independence Day... Christian Smedström. Musician Christian Smedström is from Sweden, which is a long way from the rural American South, where the style of blues music that is his stock and trade originated in a cultural soup of African music, spirituals, field hollers, and folk music. But music truly is the universal language, and when a young Smedström heard the blues music playing on his father's turntable, he was instantly mesmerized by the emotive power of the deceptively complex and elegantly simple art form. Smedström picked up the guitar and kept at it long enough to eke out a career playing his songs with his band, the 2120s. Even though he was playing shows relentlessly across Europe, he wasn't quite a full-time performer. But modern musicians have a more egalitarian idea of success, and Smedström's Nordic Blues found its way into American television programs and advertising campaigns, providing a welcome boost to his profile and affording him the opportunity to begin playing shows in the U.S. Smedstrom's style ranges from solo acoustic blues to more amped-up, cream-inspired power trio jams that can be heard on FX's gritty Sons of Anarchy series. He has two full-length albums, a pair of EPs, and a handful of singles available, and he's always turning out more music. Not bad for a blues man from Europe's great white north. Welcome to Independence Day, Christian Smedstrom. Hey, man. Hey, man. How are you? I feel pretty awesome. You're a long way from home. Or I'm at home. You could be at home. It's home where you're, you're wearing a hat. Home is where you're hanging your hat, right? Yeah, or home is where your heart is. So just a little bit of background. I mentioned this in the introduction. You're from Sweden. Yeah. So I guess that's what I mean by you're a long way from home. And welcome to my home. Welcome to Los Angeles. It's not the first time you've been here, No, right? it's actually the second time. Second time. But It's been a while, though. Yeah, Yeah, 20 years. It's uh, Is it is any different? You as a, yeah, Do you have enough of a recollection? Yeah, it's a lot of cleaner. Really? Yeah, yeah. It uh, was filthy when I was here when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, when I when I was here in ninety, I went home ninety four, and uh, it was a lot. It was dirtier
0: yeah. and more rough. They've uh, they've worked very very hard yeah. to clean things up. When I was first here in the eighties, we flew in from Chicago on a plane, and I mean it's still somewhat like this because the L.A. basin yeah. keeps all the smog in the little bowl. <laughs> But I remember flying into it. It was disgusting. Yeah. And they and worked very hard at that.
1: I remember um, when you used to walk down the Hollywood Boulevard down to the school where I was studying. And uh, if you went past the freeway, or like, oh, over the freeway, from there on it was like, don't go there after yeah. sundown. But we, we stay at a hotel now uh, in that
0: area. It's like super nice. Yeah yeah america's been funny that way things you know chicago was the same way yeah. areas that you would never go to are now clean and there's a place when i first came out here there's a sushi restaurant yeah. that uh before i even lived here that i went i wanted to go to and we talked to the concierge at the hotel and he's like oh no you can't go down there man
1: yeah it's same, same same when i went to school it was a, don't if you bring a guitar for uh, after school hours to practice right. don't take it out After
0: dark, yeah, because you're gonna get robbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like okay. (laughs) So welcome back to my nicer city. Yeah, it's. it's, I like when things get nicer. I'm so so pleased. So it's so much fun for me to have you have musicians from all around the world, and to have a musician from Sweden because we can kind of compare and contrast. Yeah, but you're but you're also you know you're 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 professional at this. So you're out touring internationally on a regular basis. Yeah. So uh, I mean let's just talk about that a little bit right out of the gate here you yeah. know so you're you're that's the difference between a musician in Sweden and a musician based here in the states like where we've got this huge country from coast to coast yeah. where we can go and tour all these different regions like you to do that you're crossing international borders yeah. to do that so tell me i mean Tell me what the challenges are, like starting in Sweden and then doing a tour. Like you have an upcoming tour in Germany yeah. or wherever Wherever else you tour?
1: Uh, I tour mainly Central Europe. Uh, many many gigs in uh, Germany, of course, because it's a great country to tour in because they have a really good. You can you can come to the venue, you do the sound check and everything, and then you have dinner and then you go backstage and like one hour before the show you go outside to just check out if there's people there and it's empty interesting it's like hmm and then 15 minutes before showtime you you tune the guitar you go up uh, up to to the stage and put it on stage and then the place is packed Hmm. and and you go where did this when did this happen yeah where these people come from and after the show like 45 hours 45 minutes to an hour they're gone They buy records, they say, Oh, I like that, I like that, what's that guitar, blah, blah, blah. Then, because it doesn't um, uh, matter which day it is. It could be a Monday, it could be a Wednesday, it could be a Saturday. People go out, have a few beers, watch a band, well known or not so well known or a total newcomer, but people are a little bit interested to do it. Okay. That's the big difference. What
0: you're saying is the Germans are punctual. Yeah. Punctual to get there and then punctual to go home yeah because i have it. to work <laughs> yeah exactly now compare compare that to like your hometown or your home country like in sweden like how is it different there compared it to germany or even the states it's dead yeah if you if you play original music in sweden
1: you have to be like have, to compare you have to be tom Petty in, okay. in sweden to actually get people out to come and see the show If you're not, you're going to play for an empty place. Interesting. And uh, we have, uh, unfortunately, all those TV shows like uh, American American Idol and stuff. Those, we have a a city fair in our hometown every year, every summer. And it's the same band. We moved to this city almost three years ago. And those three years, it's the same bands. Okay. And it's, one famous dance band is like uh, what country music is for okay. America. They play there every year. They, they are the headline. And below them, there's those
0: idol. Right, right. People. Prefabricated yeah.
1: people. And other, other than that, you don't get, of course, in a bigger city like Stockholm and Gothenburg and Malmö, where international bands travel through, but... In our town and what's common over
0: Sweden is that if you don't have muscles behind you right 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 forget it infrastructure of some kind it's not unlike that here honestly in a lot of ways I mean LA being the outlier in that sense because Los Angeles is such an industry town yeah so everyone here everyone is in a band or if they're not now they were so getting people to come out here, like in LA you always play for free. Yeah. Unless you're Tom Petty. Yeah. You get to a certain point, you know, or I shouldn't say you always do, but it's oftentimes you're playing for free and you're playing for musicians yeah. and film studio people and industry people. So but you know, to to compare that, like in my hometown in Chicago, it was kind of like your town in a way. I mean, there's a lot of bands and a lot of musicians, but those big street festivals all summer long would be like the same three or four bands. Yeah. It's like the bands that got big in that town but never they they might tour a little bit yeah but uh so it's not unlike that i mean i think music we face the same challenges and uh uh, also some
1: some that um that that is a big difference between playing original music in uh sweden or in europe is in europe you actually get paid okay what is this
0: pay you speak
1: of uh (laughs) <laughs> physical money physical money actual currency actual currency with uh, uh, on top of that you'll also get a hotel you get Lord. gas money
0: you get dinner and maybe even breakfast so why is it that everyone isn't constantly touring in Europe like why don't you just I feel like if the way you describe it, it's like a it's a like Candyland it is or it's like some kind of magical place like I feel like every musician should be like sleeping in front of venues just begging to play at those places <laughs> yeah well, I, I
1: don't know I, uh, I've been booking my own tours f- for like the last ten years okay because I I grew tired of being screwed over
0: and like, playing for those empty houses you were talking about yeah and
1: uh, if uh, if someone's gonna book my tour and take their percent right off of my well-earned money right then there has to be like good shows as well or, and and raised money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I've always been bu- booking my own shows. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll. it's like, uh, what do you call it? Water rings. Mm-hmm. It's, it's grew bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, from every tour I've done, it's grew a little bit. Two more, two or three more shows to the next tour mm-hmm. and a little bit better venues, be- better options. Yeah. Well,
0: and that, and that makes me happy to hear that because I mean, regardless. Uh, you want it to be that way. You want it to grow. Yeah. You want it to be bigger bigger and better each time. So if it's not, that's the problem. Yeah, right?
1: and uh, and th- then, of course, it's also those people who think that, like me, who been doing the 2120s thing for like five, six, seven years, but I work constantly to make it a little bit bigger. Right. And then I, all, all of a sudden I get emails from friends and says, uh can you set me up with a gig? Uh, I can maybe help you but I can do it. It, Yeah. It's they know me because what I do but they haven't heard you. Right. And uh, people are afraid to work a
0: lot. Yeah, everyone has to put in the work. That's yeah. the thing, regardless of whether you're playing in Sweden or in Indianapolis or on the moon. Yeah. Either way, you've got to put in the work. Anyway, I'm talking with Christian Smedström. He is the frontman of Christian Smedström and the 2120s, which is the name of your band. Now, this is the most lowbrow question in the world, but why are they called the 2120s? Is that some kind of Swedish thing No, something? actually, it's American thing. Okay, and what is that?
1: It's... Uh... My nod to one of the greatest record labels in the country, in in the world, and your country.
0: It's twenty-one, twenty-two Michigan Avenue. Ah, yeah, Chess Records, my hometown. It's true. Yeah, yeah, because you're you you do kind of a bluesy style of music, and let's, let's let people people hear a little bit of what your music sounds like. We've got so many things to talk about. We've got, and I'm looking forward to this, but I want people to hear the music first. So this is a song we have picked from a record you had called Different Strokes, Different Folks. People can pick this up on your website, on the usual spots. Are you on on Amazon? Yeah, Amazon.
1: And from our website, you can buy uh, the vinyl as well.
0: Oh, very nice. We love the vinyl. All right. So this is Christian Smedstrom in the 2120s with the track Come On and Get Me here on Independence Day. Medstrom and the 2120s. My name is Joe Armstrong. He's sitting with me here in our Independence Day studio. So happy to have you, man. That's good rockin' music. Thank you, man. Love to hear this stuff. I checked out some of your YouTube music. and yeah. I checked out some of the stuff. It's like, uh, it's, it's funny how these sorts of things, like this blues idiom, which like started in Africa yeah. and then kind of distilled into the American South and then went out from there, like you said, chess records in yeah. Memphis and Detroit and Motown, how it's so pervasive that like a kid from Sweden... Is becomes like a blues man of sorts.
1: Yeah, it's uh That's thanks to my father, I yeah? guess. Okay. Because he had a great record collection. Was he a musician as well? Yeah, he was a bass player during the Beatles era. Oh,
0: nice. Did he tour? Like, was yeah, he? Yeah, just...
1: he was a touring musician. Ah. And And uh, they they were kind of famous. They, their band was called the Beachers. Okay. And it was like that kind of Bob Diddley. Okay. Boom! 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 Yeah, yeah. And. Um, they were kind of famous, but during the mid- sixties, all of them got kids, so yeah, they had to like, okay, we we don't make any money. They we have you. to." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they they dropped off, and but they made two, or three singles.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's funny to hear. So like some musicians, like it comes directly from their parents, yeah. like their parents did it. And they, the kids as, as children, they saw their parents doing it. And therefore that became normal. And that's what you do. Yeah. And um, like, you know, Alan Alda is yeah. he's an actor from MASH, yeah. you know, his whole thing, you know, when his kids got old, he's like, look, if there's, if there's anything else you can do at all, <laughs> other than being in the entertainment business, you should do that. Anything. Because he knew he'd yeah. been through it. He grew up in like a vaudeville family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew the blood and guts and tears and vomit and everything that went into that. Because it's work. That's the thing that people don't realize. You were talking about that before. Yeah, it's work, 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 work. But it's joyful work. Yeah, if you're doing it, it is. Right. Uh, so let's talk about this. You know, we 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 touched upon that a second ago. Like this, you're kind of blues informed. Because I was, you know, looking up. Just a list. Oh, that's my research assistant down there. (laughs) Say hi, Dorothy. Uh, Sweden, when you just look on Wikipedia, like the musicians that come from Sweden, let's just run down a quick list. I mean, they're mostly known for like sugary pop. Yeah. That's the stuff that we hear internationally. You know, ABBA, which actually, my dad, of all people from Alabama, loved ABBA. It's the funniest thing. Uh, Ace of Bass, uh, Roxette, The Cardigans. Right? And then yeah. you've got a couple like outliers you've got like Europe, yeah, mm-hmm. <imagined> Do- of course, <sort> and you've got the hives, Ingve Malmstein, uh, but then the first aid kit now, yeah, is like that's kind of the latest, yeah. import. But like, what w- so you got it from your dad, yeah, but that seems to be that that must have been even rare even then to have a blues collection in the, so. in the 60s or 50s in Sweden. Like, where did he get it? Do you know, I think he. And what I got from him as well, he he was
1: curious about new stuff, okay. and because I, I, I try to find new music all the time, and uh, I think we talked. He passed twenty no, years, uh, twenty five years ago. Sorry but, to hear that. Yeah, but he's here somewhere. Um, he, we talked about it like uh, roughly about where where he found stuff, and it was like. Uh, pre-internet, of course. Of course, uh, pen pals. Okay. He he found out some some Americans uh, sailors that come to to ship
0: load off some yeah, yeah, yeah. some
1: some stuff, and uh, they went out to a bar because my dad worked in in the in the docks by that time, and uh, they got got to a bar, got drunk, changed address, and wrote a letter. Hey, do you have some good music that I should listen to? I like this and that, and he got some albums, of course. Yeah, that I f destroyed when I was a kid. Oh no, unfortunately. unfortunately. But I think from there on, and it just grew uh-huh. because I know that he he brought like Bo Diddley to to
0: the band to okay. his band. Yeah, that's very that's so. cool. I mean, that's everybody gets it from somewhere. Yeah, and I guess what I'm trying to what I'm getting at here is like it seems hard enough. In a way, like even here in the States, where, you know, I grew up outside of Chicago where Chess Records was 30 miles away. Yeah. And then I was born about 50 miles uh, or so from the studios in Muscle Shoals. Ooh. But, you know, I had no idea. I was a little, but I didn't live there. You know, like I was born there and then raised up north. But, like, I've got these connections that are there. But it's hard enough to get these, unless you've got a parent or yeah. someone who actually did it. Like, it doesn't, you don't get it right away. Like, I was madly in love with music from. The earliest memories that i yeah, have. yeah same here and that's always what i wanted to do and always it still is what i want to do and spend all my time doing but it was hard to kind of make it make it happen in a way because you didn't have an infrastructure of like the parents doing it my mom's thing in church choir yeah but that's not what i was getting at. that's not that kind of music it's good stuff but yeah i mean and i sang on certainly a lot of choirs but yeah. go on i'm sorry we, we we had
1: something in sweden that um we are really, really grateful for, and I think the cardigans people and I think even the hives guys always talk also talked about it. We got uh, public music schools, okay, and we got uh free rehearsal spaces where they actually were not cr- too crappy. Drum Say kids. that
0: again, Christian. I want all my American <laughs> listeners to hear the sentence that you just said free. Rehearsal spaces. My lord. What, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we spent so much money, even and, still. And
1: I can even top that. Okay, go on. Uh, I don't know uh, the word for it, but you have, have to be at least three people, like a trio. Mm-hmm. And you have to rehearse at least three times, which is three times a week, and that's not hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And you fill in this form, and you actually get money from the state. Say that again, too. <laughs> Money from the state
0: <laughs> to rehearse to at least three times a week. And it's not even performing. That's just rehearsing. Rehearsing. See, that's the thing. And that's one difference. that I, I mean, I've, I've read about things like yeah. this. You know, like in, in England, they have that, too. Yeah. And even Canada, yeah. I think, has this sort of thing where, you know, here I go. It feels like I'm going to get off on this anti-American rant. But, <laughs> but and I've, I, argue, I have a friend of mine who I, I bicker with this about all the time. He's like, well, look at all this great music that came out of America. I'm like, well, yeah, sure, it did. But look at the lives and look at the strife and look at the, the pain and the addiction yeah. and the, um, the the emotional problems yeah. that, you know, it's not, it's not to say that musicians don't have these issues elsewhere, but other cultures support the arts. Yeah. They support with their money. Yeah.
1: I remember when uh, I was around fourteen, fifteen. we got a, I think the rehearsal space we had is as big as these two rooms together. And. It was our own band. Wow. And we were like 24-7 when you finish school. Yeah. Straight to the rehearsal room. And uh, my mother w- went was visiting us uh, a few... Uh, the week before Christmas. And we were talking about... It was me and her sitting at the kitchen table. And I said, because I saved all my concerts ticket. Mm-hmm. And she was a single mom. They, they got divorced. And uh, we were talking about weren't you, like, afraid of us going into town in that young age to go to concerts? And, and she goes, no, you were totally into music. And from there on, it was like, they supported us to do what we did. Do, do good in school, and then
0: you can do yeah. whatever you want. Yeah, so did you, the way it set up your, your education system in Sweden, did you go to college? Like yeah. and, and did you also go to, like, one of these music schools you talked about? Did I you... went
1: here. To musicians institute.
0: Okay, but you would have had the option of going to one in
1: Sweden. Yeah, but then you have to go go. Had like uh, we had a like to go to a music school back then. You had to have like four point five. Okay, okay. In points, but um, I was maybe two point nine. Yeah. So it's like you have to write, like read music. And you have to like perform and there you sit, uh, play in front of a jury. Right, right. And right. They, they decide. It's a lot of structure. Yeah. So I, I was like, ah, I do it later on when I get some more meat on my bones. Yeah. <laughs> and of course I did.
0: Yeah, very nice. All right, so Christian Smedstrom is my guest. He is the leader of the band Christian Smedstrom in the 2120s, which we all learn is a Chess Records reference. Very Ooh, nice. Yeah. A little sad I didn't recognize the number, honestly, to tell you the truth. Uh, you've got your guitar here. Let's play a little bit of music. We'll come back. We'll talk some more about what, what this is all about, making music in the 21st century. So what's his first song you've got queued up, man? What is this going to be? It's a song called Fall Behind. Fall Behind, and this is on which of your records? Uh, It's on Different Strokes, Different Folks. Okay, so let's hear this, man. This is uh, Christian Smedstrom, Fall Behind, and Independence Day. Thank you.
2: To travel, travel light alone. I used to walk out, trouble finds my home. I used to travel, travel light alone. I used to walk out Trouble finds my home Cause ain't No place To fall Behind Cause no one away No place To fall Behind was no one. I, I think, think I've seen think. love. real life going by Things I witness I shouldn't see Cause ain't no place to fall behind Cause no one awaits no place to fall behind cause. No place to fall behind. Cause no one.
0: My name is Joe Armstrong. We're listening to Independence Day, and I'm so happy that you have chosen to do so. I've got a lot of music here, over 120 episodes. Stop by indepday.com, I N D E P. -P 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 d-a-y to hear all these musicians so many great musicians on here I was going back through my catalog recently as I was doing some web maintenance and man there's some really really great stuff back there I hope you guys take the time to do that sometime and I'm very happy to add Christian Smedstrom to their legion Christian welcome once again thank you sir so very happy well sir's my dad by the way let's get okay. that out of the way right away thank you man uh, yeah that's better <laughs> we're musicians here man we're <laughs> all on the same page so uh, bluesy style of music is yeah. what you're doing here uh, you know that's it's a minor key type yeah. of thing, and the blues, you know, it, blues, it's the blues. Yeah. You know, you think about it, it's nothing but a good, ain't nothing but a good man feeling bad, but it's, uh, it can be happy, too, but for that particular song, it's minor. Like, what, getting it from your dad, learning to play here in the States, here yeah. in L.A., some, maybe learn, of yeah. course, at home, and now you're playing in Sweden and playing in Europe, Germany, etc. What does this style mean to you? You know, as like... I don't want to get race all into it, but you're a white kid from Sweden. Yeah. Right? So why the blues? It
1: has something to say. And uh, And what is that, though? You have to know where you've been to know where to go. Okay. I think it was uh, R.L. Burnside who said that.
0: Okay. So I think that says it all. Okay. And do you find you know some people every style has its limitations yeah. or its its forms yeah. right do you find for you is the, are those limitations comforting or are those limitations i mean, does, it, does it give you structure to yeah. work with or does it because limitations can be good even yeah. the beatles only had four tracks when yeah. they started out right Nah,
1: i think uh, i i've been playing at the sweden's biggest blues festival two or three times and uh in Sweden, the blue scene is white men in their fifties, okay, with a lot of money on the bank account, okay, with a custom shop guitar mm-hmm. and um, driving the Mercedes, wow, two thousand fourteen model, mm-hmm. and here comes Christian, uh, not playing by the book, mm-hmm. and do my own thing. They don't get like the acoustic, more singer-songwriter side of my music, they go like, what's
0: that? That's not... Right. A woman left I In Chicago, you walk down Halstead Street and there's all those blues bars. Like, I'm just going out to the bar to get coffee or whatever. And here, you know, 10 bars. That's the thing about blues is that it's... It's, it's somewhat simple of an idiom, but then yeah. it gives you that structure. But then it's finding... And that, that the blue notes, if you yeah. play a music scale, the minor third and the flat seven against a major scale, not to get all music theory wonky <laughs> and everybody... But it's those space between the notes. Yeah. And those spaces between the words, I think, that make blues... You can't put your finger on it exactly. No. You can't hold it. It's like water. It's the things you don't play. But it's the things that you don't play or, the, or those notes between there yeah. that make it unique. Uh, you know, I, I saw Stevie Ray Vaughan's very last yeah. show when he died, the night that he died. And I'd seen him before he cleaned up with all the yeah. drugs and alcohol. I saw him after he cleaned up. And honestly... For being, you know, blues, which is kind of sometimes considered to be a simple idiom, I've never seen another musician so connected to the eternal creative force yeah. as that man. I've never seen anything like it before or since.
1: I heard so many stories of, of him. Yeah. Of uh, that he he could be, wa- when he was... Wasted. Wasted, like super wasted and high and low and whatever. And the his guitar tech have, had changed tubes mm-hmm. to... To some tubes that he didn't like in his amp, he just he could hear it. So he just bring me another amp, change the tubes, and then put on the right amp again. Yeah. And
0: he, he uh, I envy you for that. You yeah, that you have seen him. Yeah, <laughs> I saw him twice. I saw him twice, and it was like I said, incredible. And I'm not. If the thing is, I mean, I like the blues. Yep. I'm a guitar player. I, I can certainly lean. I can bend the G string. Yeah. But. Man, it's not really my wheelhouse thing, but it was absolutely... He, even other players, not to take anything away nah. from a guy like Kenny Wayne Shepard and nah. any of those other like fiery Eric Johnson type yeah. players, not to take anything away from those guys. And girls, there's girls that do it too. Of course. But Stevie Ray Vaughan was something special. But he
1: did something that uh, most of the blues community men, I have to say, because that's it, they are where they are, is they are so afraid to do like... Freddie King's Hideaway, mm-hmm. or uh, some of the old classics, they play it exactly as as is written mm-hmm. in, and not adding anything of your right. own. Right. And I love playing like old classics, but I, then I rewrite them. Yeah. On the album Three Makes One, we do Send Me Your Pillow by John Lee Hooker. Mm-hmm. It doesn't
0: sound like John Lee Hooker or yeah. Can't Heat. Well, it can't. Because no. that's the thing, people I think forget that about making music, and it's different from uh, photography or yeah. sculpture. Which uh, you know, unless you're getting into performance art, you know, a sculpture once it's finished, it's finished. Yeah, and there it is. You know, you put it in a museum, like I said. And sometimes you've got like performance art pieces where there's somebody laying in the dirt or whatever. Yeah. but most art in that regard, it's finished. And there it is. And it can be displayed and it can be appreciated and observed and photographed and re-photographed or whatever, but it's done. Music is a living, breathing, changing yeah. art form. And the only thing that... You can record music, of course, and it becomes a thing when you listen to it on a record, CD, eight track, whatever. But it's that performance of it yeah. and re-performance and a reinterpretation of that. And yes, of course, you can be Andy Warhol or a mash things up and bring art, other physical yeah. art, into something new. But... You're taking, like you said, a John Lee Hooker song and then adding something to it. Now, for you personally, this is the question, I'm yep. sorry, I'm talking too much, but... <laughs> no worries. In this regard... You're talking what, about good stuff. What is it that... Yeah, I hope so. What is it that you're adding? Is it just whatever you would naturally do or is it consciously you mentioned singer-songwriter stuff before? Not...
1: I'm adding my flavor to it. It's like if... Wait, wait, wait.
0: But what is that flavor, though?
1: You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to get to the heart of what... Try... Try not to be afraid to do something new. Okay. Because the classics are classic because they w- w- they become a classic. Right. Why should I try to even try to play it as it is?
0: Yeah. I have to like rewrite it to make it my own classic. Right. And one could argue that the reason it's classic is because that artist did something new yeah. and added their flavor to and it. And
1: as you said, um, the compare uh, Steve Ravon to Kenway Shepard. Kenny Wayne is he's, he's badass, but he, in my humble opinion, he's just a pale shadow of right. Stevie Ray.
0: And the funny thing is, you know, he, I don't know anything about Kenny Wayne Shepard, but I bet, I bet if he, again, this is not to denigrate no, him or his skills no, 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 or anything, no, no. he's got more records out than I do. Uh, he, but I would bet you if he was sitting here and right with us right now, yeah. we mentioned Stevie Ray Yvonne, he would say the same exact thing. Yeah. It's like, I am. I am just... <laughs> Like, man, I worship at the altar of Stevie yeah. Ray, who then, of course, worshiped at the altar of oh. Hendrix and Albert King yeah. and John Lee Hooker and all those guys, too. So, how about a little bit more of your music again? We've been talking a lot here. Yeah. I want to get to some more music. That's the whole reason we're talking about this stuff. What's next, man?
1: It's actually a blues stomach called What Else Is New? What Else Is New? Tell me a little bit about this. Uh, I recorded it in 2010. Uh, it's more like a, on that album, it's on my debut album from Tooth called No The Contender. It's uh, more of a kind of rocky vibe on it, but. Since I do a lot of acoustic shows, I had to like a little bit of rearranged it. So uh, this is more like uh, my nod to Aura Burnside, John Lee Hooker, um, Uni Kimberl. Okay. Like back in the gutter. Yeah. Down but and, the down g- dirty. gutter
0: is. Uh, Blonde kid from Sweden. (laughs) (laughs) The gutter, as we were talking about before, is cleaner than it has ever been. (laughs) All right, Christian Smedström. So happy to have him once again on Independence Day.
2: Only word you know is please, 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 please. All the world you see Coming knees, 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 knees All the cars slip together We don't live the same dream No, no All the cars slip together We don't live the same dream no, no Living ain't easy What else is new Losing my soul though was not that cool All the cars slip together We don't live the same dream No, no All the cars slip together We don't live the same dream No, no together We don't live the same dream No, no All the cars slept together We don't live the same dream No, no All the cars slept We don't live the same dream
0: Once again, Christian Smedstrom of Christian Smedstrom and the 2120s here on Independence Day. Drop by indepday.com, I N D E P D A Y.com to hear his music and lots of other music as well. Also, follow us on Twitter at in-depth day. We've got some Instagramming going on, but I've been, I've been lax about getting that stuff going, man. I feel like you were talking before when we were setting things up, yeah. uh, how we, you know, we're like cottage industries now, yeah. musicians, unless you're Tom Petty, yeah. who can afford to pay someone to yeah. do all this stuff. Like, give me a rundown of all the stuff that you like, what, what, what like if you had a business card, <laughs> oh, yeah. that actually honestly listed all the stuff that you have to do, what would it say on it? Uh, songwriter, guitar player, hired gun,
1: as a guitar player and songwriter, booking agency, uh, uh, producer, arranger, um, uh, manager, uh, some sort of uh, art director. I mm-hmm. uh, just to write something down and give it to the people who actually can work with computers. Um soon also a driver.
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um yeah, kind of. As if that's not enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, you know, musicians once upon a time in the old paradigm yeah. of the music business, you know, there was a, a exploitative structure yeah. perhaps, right? It was never a particularly good deal as much as it looked like it was a good deal. No. Uh, but there were people who did all those different yeah. things. You know, and we can, we're getting all into like economic theory almost yeah. now too, but now we have to do all those things ourselves because the money's not there no. to do it. And those big labels... You know, some through their own fault, and some just through the the internet and the changes in our in our world, the, the money's not there for them either. No, so we all have taken on all these extra responsibilities. What what percentage of your time do you think you spend administrating your music versus actually doing it? Ooh. Ballpark. <sighs> too it, much? <laughs> no, nah, it's never too much because I love what I do. No, I mean too much administrative versus actual music. That's what I feel. Oh, like. Okay. Um... It's like 60-40 music to other stuff, or another uh, way
1: around. Sixty for admin, and okay, and forty
0: for music. Man, because that's the thing. Everybody's. I feel. I ask people that question, and, and it's, it's out of whack. Yeah,
1: and some sometimes it's eighty twenty.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's the sad part of it. I think I feel like maybe everything in life is like that. Uh, I spend more time administrating, doing whatever it is I am doing, yeah. than actually doing what I set out to do. It's like uh, the tour that
1: I am about to do in April. I I know like from the first week of March I'm gonna then it's just rehearse the songs that I'm gonna play on that tour and from when I play the last song then it's like work, work, work with the admin like yeah. contacting uh, venues checking everything checking ma- magazines radios right. everything advertising whatever
0: so it's then it's
1: then it's eighty twenty.
0: Yeah. And are you... Uh, I mean, so much of this is probably email, right? Yeah. So much of it... Sometimes it's phone call. Because it used to be all phone. Yeah. You know, and I have no idea. I think back in, you know... You don't have to go back that far in time. Let's say 20 years. Yeah. 25 years before cell phones existed yeah. in a practical sense. To be a tour manager, <laughs> you know, back in the day. Because you're your own tour manager yeah. now. You've got some help. But... When you were when you were tour managing a band, even a medium sized band, yeah. no, there's no cell phone, no, so or out of uh, the com- GPS, yeah, no GPS. <laughs> you're out. Well, you had a map. You're out of commission. Oh, from, that street was not. You're playing more. a gig. You're you're you know you're in uh, St. Louis, yeah. and now tomorrow we're playing in Dallas, right? So it takes a long time, yeah, to drive from St. Louis to Dallas, hours and hours and hours. And of course, I'm sure they must stop every so often so that the tour manager could call whomever, yeah. he had to talk to. It's I mean now you look at a band. A van with a band with four guys in it has more technology way more technology than we used to get to the moon yeah yeah, yeah. it's different man it's all changed but uh, it's um,
1: they were also I think it's of course I curse a lot about it when you do it because how hard can it be to pick up the phone or answer email or whatever I asked you about a we have a vegetarian in the band Right? Can you fix some vegetarian food? A veggie what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you veg- it's, it's a vegetarian dish with meat. What's wrong? Yeah. Put, a, put away the meat. <laughs> well, there's vegetables in it. <laughs> yeah. Can't you eat that? What's wrong? <laughs> and um, it's, and you, don't, you, you can't be afraid to not to work if yeah. you're going to do what I do or you do because yeah. you, you have to be hardworking yeah. and have backup from the people that you love around you. Yeah, and uh, like my wife and my manager. Nowadays, I have a manager, and uh, he d- does a lot of stuff that I can't do, mm-hmm. which is kind of
0: relieving. Does your manager? So does he? It's a he. Yeah. Does he get a flat percentage on stuff yeah. that you do, and that's how it works? And how did you like? How did you find a manager? He, he find me. Oh, okay. Yeah. You see that a lot. You know, John Fulbright is. Yeah. Like his manager is a guy I've dealt with a couple times trying to book him on the show. And he's a bar owner. Yeah. Because uh, Fulbright's from Oklahoma. So this guy just owned a venue. And I, my, this is pure supposition on my part. But my guess is he saw Fulbright and said, that kid needs help. And he's amazing. Yeah. And he does a lot of good stuff for him. And I'm sure he takes a percentage. Yeah. But man, I mean, that's invaluable. Yeah. You know, having help like that. The thing, things
1: that my manager do, I, I'm so in awe mm-hmm. for that. Because he's he's not so good at it. And he... He's such a good person.
0: Yeah, he, and that's essential.
1: Yeah, it's we work so good together, and he knows me back and forth. He knows me back and forth. It's uh, he knows, like when it comes to money, and um, I'm gonna get some money for for a song in a movie or whatever, and uh, he knows that I think that I, I've, it's really hard for me to tell okay that's my money and i want it right but can i have it now right he, and he knows that i'm I, I think it's really hard to like say that and he he knows that so he he go, goes around and fix it and christian done yeah I, I don't need to i just can't text him have you have you talked to them
0: He go soon done where's my money
1: Show me the money. <laughs>
0: I was going to say this—that that famous line from uh, the Scorsese movie—but yeah. it's vulgar, and I can't say it. You know, pay me. That's the basic idea, and that's the thing. I think that it's so uh, difficult for a lot yeah. of musicians, and I—but I—I I excuse them from this because it's hard to put a value on your own stuff. It you is, are blinded by being so close to it, yeah. right? You don't but, know if it's good, you don't know if it's bad, and that's what we deal with as musicians yeah. all the time. You have to. Learn how to kill your darlings. Yeah.
1: That is... That is uh, um, I play new songs for my wife and if, if I play a new song and she walks up and do something while I'm playing it, okay, I have to work, work on it even more. Uh-huh. And when I play something new for, for my manager, he says, yeah, it's really good, but you have, have that song already. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, yeah, maybe I have. But then we put it away. And uh, like yesterday when we recorded, actually uh, my drummer as well, because he's so good at everything. But he, he played drums amazing as well. And uh, yesterday we, re- we tracked a song. And uh, that was actually, I played him that in um, Berlin in November. He was, mm, yeah, it's good. I, I think you have a, a song before, like that one. So leave it. And we did it yesterday. He goes, "This is the best song I ever wrote." <laughs> huh. Everything's
0: contextual, though. Yeah, People, I think it's the, the vibe also. Yeah, everything's different on a different day. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, you go into you know an album. I've said this a million times. An album takes on a life of its own. Yeah, you know, you have your idea of what you think it's going to be when you go into the studio. You've got this. You know, I don't know about you. Do you go in with more songs probably yeah, than you wind I up brought, with? I brought ten with me, and we. Finish finished six. Okay. Yeah, like I go into a, you know, the last two times I started, we started with like 20, 25 songs. Yeah. And then we would rehearse all those, and then we would get into the studio, and we'd wind up, we'd play them all, but then maybe four or five, whatever reason, like the vibe, which yeah. right? you said the V word just a minute yeah. ago. It might not just that day, and that alignment of stars, and yeah. this <laughs> strings, and these tubes, and this air pressure, and God only knows what it is. You don't know. You can't no. put your finger on it. It just doesn't go that day. And then, then you record eighteen of those, but then and they're all pretty good. But then now you're down to like fifteen or twelve, yeah. and these are the ones, and these are really really great. And then the hardest part I found is now when you've got twelve, but one of them doesn't fit, and it's astounding. Like it, yeah. it's a, such a great song, but I've left fully recorded, fully mastered yeah. songs off of projects, both my own and other people's projects, because it didn't it didn't fit. Yeah, it didn't cut it.
1: Yeah. It, uh, to the rest of them
0: yeah it's fine on its yeah. own but with this you know the idea of an album you know is becoming an outmoded yeah. concept people release singles now and people are you know because it, it, that's, that's a cyclical thing in our business yeah. there's been times where it was like that and times where it's not and now we're in a, in a singles mode I think or, or maybe an EP mode people's yeah. attention spans are so short yeah. you know anyway I'm rambling about stuff how about <laughs> another tune man Yeah. what's next uh, this is uh, Day is Number One and
1: it's a little more softer one.
0: Okay. And tell me about writing this. Like, what uh, you know, where do you where do you get inspiration for, for any any given song? It comes from everything, actually. It's a bad day at work, uh, standing in line at
1: the grocery store, and you hear something. Maybe how the cash register tap it. Oh, that was cool beat. And from there on.
0: Yeah, one of the coolest things I ever heard about artists. Of, of all stripes is that they don't n- normal people and by that I mean regular people yeah. who aren't artists uh they filter out more information yeah. their brain automatically regards certain information as irrelevant yeah. and it just purges it whereas an artist doesn't have that filter and it all goes in yeah and it can can be overwhelming but that's where all this inspiration comes from and thank thank the lord for it man we uh i had a
1: cool Cool anecdote here. We had an after party at the hotel room with my old band. And we are sitting and just talking and having a lot we had a lot of drinks, we're just closing in the party, and all of a sudden we hear hear the toilet. Psst, 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 psst. Uh-huh. And it, all of us goes, now I'm nodding. Right. Since we are on the radio. And as you said people who don't play because there were a few people at the party that didn't play music they were like what 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 are you doing can't you hear the beat
0: yeah there it is, man. There it is. That's the metaphor for the whole thing. I almost wish we could end the interview there, but we've got more to talk about. <laughs> All right, Christian Smedstrom and the 2120s. He's solo right now, but he's here in LA recording a new album it's yep. coming out next. Coming out this year. This year. Okay, coming out this year. Uh, full band record. Uh, six songs or so, so far, but there'll be more, right? Yeah, we recorded 10 in Berlin in, in November. Okay, so, and we hope to hear the best of that later this yeah. year. So Christian Smedstrom playing solo here on Independence Day.
2: Got all the dimes and dust enough to get us drunk Got more than reasons to leave this place in peace By good reasons never been our friend And friends don't leave friends to fall Our friends don't leave friends to fall Let's try to fool the fools to lend us the tools we need to call To be about free fall by good reasons Never being our friend And friends don't leave friends to fall No friends don't leave friends to fall A day is number one when losers are winners A flash of happiness That's what we need, that's what we need Silence is the best weapon, too bad it leaves us alone Nothing more to say, hey, hey, we are the monkeys. After all, we know who's who. We're a stalking world far away from you. A day is number one when losers are winners. A flash of happiness, that's what we need that's what we need that's what we need that's what we need
0: My name is Joe Armstrong, and we're listening to Independence Day. Thank you so very much for doing so. You can drop by indepday.com to hear all of these episodes. Also, indepday.com/itunes, where you will find just about every single episode on there. And man, did I work my ass off getting all those on there. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. I broke my brain. Trying to get all these things. They've always been available on my yeah. website, right? But then uh, late last year, it was a goal to get all the back episodes up on iTunes because yeah. we'd had a bunch of them on there, but I wanted to get every single one on there. And I sat for hours <laughs> copying and pasting code, which I'm not particularly... No, no, no. I don't have an affinity for that kind of thing. And after doing it for like six hours, I came home uh, to my girlfriend here and I... I couldn't put sentences together. <laughs> I couldn't talk like a normal person. Like, I feel like I really, I didn't have a headache, but I broke my brain. You were like, copy paste. Yeah. Carp paste. For hours, and hours, and hours, and hours. And my whole point is, there's a lot of really great music there, and I want people to enjoy it, because I worked my tail off on it. Anyway. Yeah, hats off to you, man. Yeah, oh, Hats off to you for doing this, and keeping at it, too. Uh, Christian is a Swedish-based singer-songwriter. He's kind of in the blues idiom, but he's got some songwriter-style mix in there as well. As you heard, you're going to play another song in a few minutes before we get on out of here. And of course, stop by the website to hear the web exclusive as well. I uh, got this new record coming out, uh, working on a new record. You got a handful of records before the people can pick up and should. Yeah. People should buy records at shows. Yes. That's where the music, that... that's where the money goes to the artist. Yeah, exactly. Instead of the middleman and all those other folks. Um, but let's talk a little bit about, uh, you've had music in uh, TV shows, yes. and music in movies and things like that, because that's a very, very important revenue stream yeah. for musicians in the modern age. Like, from Sweden, this is the big question, yeah. and we'll go from there. How in God's name <laughs> did you get music into American television Based in Sweden, because like you're struggling just like every other yeah. musician does in every other town. But there's got to be some story here somewhere. Yeah, it's kind of a sweet story as well. It's um, to not
1: to be make it too long. Uh, my manager, he wasn't my manager at the time. He were heading up to Stockholm to to a big uh, uh, music business party, and he met uh, what what's turned out to be my publisher and. Okay. Uh, he worked head to head with abbas okay. uh, manager sticken and anderson and uh, he said that he all this, he's a hot a really big shot in sweden and the rest of the world as well but he had announced that he was about to uh, resign he, i'm not going to sign anyone more i have what i have i'm i'm happy with that and chris my manager is uh, kind of persistent and you should listen to this. And this is just uh, rough mixes of the debut. Three or four or five songs. I don't know how many it was. But he was, you're going to listen. You, you you, should listen to this one. <sighs> uh, okay, then. And at first he didn't like it at all. It was, <laughs> I'm not going to sign this. You're going to make money on this one. Sign this. And. Oh, uh, there's the magic word and money. He, yeah, it is. And he probably planted a seed. somewhere down there and uh, he he signed me and we agreed of some terms and stuff and it took like was it three months two months uh i just asked the boss who's sitting next to me here yeah yeah yeah. your Uh, silent partner yeah my silent partner Uh, and uh two months after he signed me i got a one of those songs ended up as a commercial for Delta Pine in Texas that was aired in Texas uh, national TV in America for 3 months okay. and that led into um Santa Monica sees how my Miami and then I think it went through uh, my my American publisher that okay. that worked together so I, to cut it short, I write songs, when they're recorded and finished, I send them to Stockholm, and he they send it to
0: to LA. And off it goes. And off it goes. Because that's the thing, your list of credits, Sons of Anarchy, yeah. which is a pretty big deal. You know, yeah. CSI Miami, which is, you know, maybe it doesn't have the cachet that Sons of Anarchy does, but it's a bigger deal. Yeah. yeah. You know. uh, shameless. You've got to show something from Death Valley, uh, other stuff, I've you know. Shows I've never even heard of. And that's to be making money on something I've never even heard of is yeah. awesome. Yeah. And,
1: and uh, like, like last year, it was uh, getting Target. The yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, commercial.
0: Yeah. It was like, uh, whoa. <laughs> it's funny how that's changed in the business, though. Because you've got people like Bruce Springsteen, Tom Waits, yeah. who are notorious for not allowing their music yeah. to be part of a product. But they you, can you do that. People don't have that luxury anymore. No. They can do it because they have
1: they were they were selling so many records back then, like 20 years ago. They sold like millions back then well, already. Well, not Tom Waits didn't sell that many, no. but Springsteen most certainly yeah. did. But uh nowadays people listen to web radio and watching TV shows. So they don't buy records at the same Right. Uh, as they did before so those money that like i I got this is kind of funny because it just hit me Uh, that target commercial i got a mail from a guy in chicago that heard he was the tv set in the kitchen the kids is eating breakfast getting ready for school and this commercial comes up and he goes like what's this song and then he's checking the tube and it's mutant, the teenage mutant t- nina turtles he was like what so he drove the kids back to school and drove home and then the commercial come, come up again mm-hmm. come, come up again and he was like this this song wow i have to have find this and then he did the scouting and he
0: found me and it's it's the new radio kind yeah. of thing so, yeah, that's exactly it. You hit the nail exactly yeah. right on the head because the way people consume music yeah. has changed drastically. As you
1: said earlier, it's people have such short uh, span,
0: yeah. span of time. Right, and we're inundated by information of all yeah. kinds everywhere we go. We walk around with the internet in our pockets yeah. now. You know, I mean, that hasn't been that long. It's no. only a handful of years that it's been that way. And uh, it's, it's still changing. And that's yeah. what I think is so fascinating about this is that we as artists can't afford to be precious about where people hear our music anymore no. because it's everywhere and it's just so much noise. Yeah. So, any tiny, minuscule little toehold that you can get in someone's attention yeah. in any way possible is, will open that door. So, I was thinking before yeah. like your manager, your, your booking, your publishing deal, like that kind of opened that door yeah. for you to get It's Once you're in the room, maintaining the balls in the air is a yeah. different thing, but getting that toehold that's the key thing and that's the thing that people strive so hard to yeah. get
1: and i think like uh, my um, my american publisher he, he sees how much i work like how much i toured last year right and uh, and i producing new songs all the time so i think it goes a little bit why a swedish songwriter got it, his songs in the, in america right because in sweden it's i'm nothing right I'm dirt on the floor. Yeah. But, uh, and here I'm dirt above the shoe anyway. And uh, I think he, um, he appreciate that because le- that
0: is work hard. Then it, yeah, it will come to you eventually. Yeah. We keep coming back to that word work because, yeah. and I was, I was thinking about this time. I was talking about marriage to a friend of mine. Actually, I was talking much with my mother Yeah, and that, in in a relationship, whether it's marriage or not relationship, but a romantic yeah. relationship, a partnership of that nature, uh love is the minimum thing yeah. that you need. It's the it's it's the minimum. Yeah. If you don't have that, of course, you're done. But you need a lot more than that to make a relationship yeah. work. And it's the same with music in a way. Talent is the minimum yeah. that you need. And you better have that. Because yeah. you, know, you better have love too. Yeah. But from there it's all that other stuff. You know, unless you're wildly lucky, which happens from time yeah. to time. But it's that other stuff. It's that work. It's that investment in time that really makes things, it may helps you get somewhere yeah. and do something. Anyway, I love this, man. This is so much fun. All <laughs> right, how about one last song, man? We've got enough time for one more and then yeah. i got to kick you on out of here to get some tacos or send you to the beach or whatever you're going to do. Enjoy our sunshine. So what's this last song going to be, Christian? This song is called God Says Nothing Back. It's, and,
1: okay. it's a little bit uh, different from the previous songs because
0: it's... Uh, Dadgad tuning, okay, and that basically just means for people who are non-musicians, you are, you know, E B G D A E is the guitar tuning, a yeah. normal guitar, but then you can change that, yeah, and you've changed it to uh, a, 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 like, like it, an open chord. Yeah, it's an open chord, and what's interesting to me about this song, I heard you playing a little bit before is that this is not a song, this is not a tuning that's normally associated with blues. No. It's usually more of a droning, folky yeah. kind of songwritery thing. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you do with this. So once again, Christian Smedstrom with another badass song on Independence Day.
1: Thank you.
2: see you walk away from me So don't forget to close the door Talk. What you better do, but you can make peace when, when I walk.
0: So Christian, man, I can't thank you enough, honestly, for taking time out of your time here in Los Angeles. You've come all the way, halfway around the world to record an album here, which is I'm glad you did. Uh, it's, it's fantastic to meet you. And thanks for taking the time out of that time. You know, you could be at the beach. You could be at Pink's Hot Dogs. You could be, <laughs> you know, let the Hollywood sign to whatever. So thanks for doing this, man. My pleasure. It's, my, it's me who have to thank you. And uh, and people can visit you, your website, which I've got right over here. I should have been saying this all along, but they'll know where to find you. This will be right on the page. Uh, It is the2120.blogspot.com, and those are numerals, 2120. Facebook.com slash the twenty twenties ban. There's an S in there. Also, Instagram, lots of good pictures on there. Instagram.com slash the2120s and YouTube as well. You're all over the internet. Everybody have to be. Yeah, it starts to... Burn a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's part of what we have to do, man. So, yeah. real quick, you've got a, you're going to finish up this record in Los Angeles. Any idea when we might see this ballpark summertime? Maybe. Ah,
1: uh, no, uh,
0: October November. maybe. Oh, later. Okay, yeah. okay. I, I I always find that so odd. To, like have to wait so long, but that's part of it, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it, now,
1: like today, it feels like yeah, whew, great so it, until October November. But like a month from now, I'm going to be like
0: yep where November's, is it yeah, i want to yeah, hold it yeah <laughs> indeed and so you said you want to do vinyl for this uh, uh yeah very nice i love the vinyl,
1: man probably a uh, double 10 inch yeah <laughs> that's a
0: dream yeah as as coming to california to record as well. well i hope you i hope you do it man are you recording this digitally or are you no it's on tape full on tape that full is on tape that's awesome yeah two inch
1: two inch oh, man that's sexy and that's very sexy something really sexy that
0: tape machine Recorded rumors with Flutu Oh, there's probably still cocaine on the machine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't get too close to it, man. <laughs> I was going to say you start having sex with members of the band, but your wife's already here, wow. so... That's the thing about Fleetwood Mac. So, and yeah. then, so, so you're going to finish up the record, but, and then before, uh, before the record comes out, you've got tour dates in Germany coming out. Yeah, up. A,
1: ten, a 10 day tour in Germany in April.
0: Which we've discussed is a really wonderful place to tour. Yeah. And then what about between like April and October? What happens then? Uh, probably write more songs. Okay. And I will do a few uh, on and off shows during okay. the summertime. And then once the record comes out, probably a big push then? Probably, yes. So we'll see you back in the States, maybe?
1: Hopefully, hopefully yes. Okay. Uh, I would like, I'd like to come back and work with, uh, with the same guys in the studio where yeah. we were. Well, we would it. love to have you back, man. You can stay here. Thank you, man. I'd maybe take up
0: on we've that got, offer. We've got, you can, as long as you walk the dog, you're good. I do. All right. Fantastic, man. So, Christian, again, once again, thank you so much for coming out and doing this. I appreciate it so me. much. My pleasure. So thank you to Christian Smedstrom of Christian Smedstrom and the 2120s. Also to the Independence Day staff, Valentina Rivera, Dale Tanksley, Wayne Topinski, and Sally Shackleton. The well-read Tony Toneloke Piscotti manages the Independence Day website and does a kick-ass job at that. Independence Day's theme music was composed by Great Lakes Myth Society. For Independence Day, as always, I am Joe Armstrong. Please be good to one another.